welcome to the How to HR podcast. I'm your host, Shona, founder and director at Lilac HR, where we help small and medium-sized businesses become brilliant employers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe and let's get cracking. Hi everyone, welcome to another fabulous episode of How to HR and it's another health and safety special with my lovely colleague, Jim. Hello everybody, I was about to say good morning, but it's not, it's afternoon that we're recording this, but on the podcast it will be in the morning, so good morning everybody. So Jim, what fabulous um, topics have you got lined up for us today? We're going to talk about working from home. Mm. So over the last 12 months, um, there's been a massive increase of people working from home. However, working from home has not been, is not a new thing. Um, I remember in a previous job many years ago, no, you meant to say, of course not, you're not that old, you don't look that old. Um, many years ago, <laughs> yeah, edit that bit out later on. Um, uh, many years ago, I was doing a job and it was working for local authority and they actually encouraged people to work from home because they wanted to sell off council buildings. So they were encouraging people and they were giving people laptops, they were giving them internet access and they were saying, if you turn up at work to the council buildings and there's no space to sit, then you've got to go home, basically. Um, and so, yeah, over the last 12 months, there's been a massive increase of it with COVID and um, uh, not not sending people to workplaces because it's putting them at risk. Um, and also from the guidance from the government and the, the new laws from the government, um, unless you have to go to work because you're a builder, because you can't build a house from your front room, or uh, you're, you work within retail uh, in, in essentials like uh, big supermarkets, and you can't serve people on the tills from your home then then you have to go to work however office workers office-based staff can council workers even pol some police who don't who aren't out policing the streets who are doing um, strategic roles are doing their work from home so yeah it's a massive increase over the last 12 months yeah huge huge increase and there's there's been so much um so much chatter about it being the death of the workplace because people are realizing that actually we don't necessarily need to pay for office space or at least we don't need such a big office space because people can thank god for the internet people can actually effectively work from home That's right. I, don't, I don't really see that happening to be honest because i think people like that face-to-face -face interaction and mm -hmm. i don't think it doesn't work so well for everyone does it like i really really like working from home that totally works for me but my husband absolutely cannot work from home he's a nightmare he ended up just getting distracted and yeah it's just I think, it I think it depends on on who you are as well and what your what your job is um with our business we're able to we, we are not predominantly office based but a lot of the work we do is report writing and um uh writing policies and doing stuff behind the scenes in sort of back office type role however we do have to go out onto site to physically see stuff um you could do it via camera but it's not the same and you can't interact with the clients and and and, and even for the training side there's some virtual training but it's not you can't do things like first aid virtually you can do some parts of it but it's not it doesn't work the same so 
yeah it, it depends it depends who you are and, and how you work and, and if you've got got kids or dogs or cats or other distractions or yeah this is it this is it I really don't envy people that have had to homeschool their kids and try and work from home with everything that's that's going on that must just be a complete nightmare it's interesting trust me it's interesting I've learned a lot (laughs) and I've had a re-education in life from doing that and working at the same time I think the kids have learned about our business as well so Jim what happens then when employers are in a position where they have to send their employees to work from home which a lot of people have done already what happens to their responsibility for the safety of the employees so there is still a level of um, responsibility on the employers there's a duty of care to ensure that all employees are still safe because yes they are at home and it is in their own personal their own domestic property it's not a workplace um, but they still have to ensure that the things are in place and and that's for example that uh, they've got adequate equipment um, that they've got um, things are appliance tested so they're items that are supplied by the employer they need to be electrical what we used to call pat testing but it's now appliance testing um ensure that regular breaks are given ensure that you know there's certain fire elements in there as well not not they need to have a fire extinguishers everywhere but that the employees know that um uh that, that things need to be done within within the home um i think one of the ways to do it is to have a working at home assessment um we had i think it was back last summer we had uh, a client that works for us um we had one of our um, consultants in london who actually went to uh their employees homes and undertook assessments and um they did things like looked at what their desk area was how they were sitting what they were sitting on uh they looked at how their uh screens were set up so for example now i've right in front of me i've got a laptop but to my right hand side i've got another screen some people might have multiple screens set up and whether they're supplied by the employers um also they looked at as i said before elements of fire and electrical safety um they looked at stress and welfare as well so are these people taking regular breaks uh, they're trying to mirror what they would do in the workplace back at home um, and and breaks need to be taken so members of staff shouldn't be sitting working continually on the laptop with a tiny little screen balanced on their knees you know crouched down in one position for eight hours going like this not getting up at all um, there, there have to be things that are put into place so it's trying to mirror the workplace but at home um, and it is difficult because if you've got 50 employees as the employer it is hard to keep checking on everybody yeah I know there's all these you know you look on social media there's people joking how there's a guy sitting in his living room with his feet up with a can of beer and he's just moving his he's, he's pulling his arm and his arm is just moving the mouse in the other room so that there's shown activity but there has to be a level of of supervision by by the employers um, and the employees need to be involved in this as well yeah i think that's such a good point jim because i think i think that's one of the bigger challenges isn't it i think you've got you've got some employees and they're working from home feel like they've got something to prove to their mm-hmm. employer in that they have to be mm-hmm. working continuously and it just isn't mm-hmm. the case like when you think about 
if you're working in a in an office environment i know when i used to work in an office environment i was hardly ever at my desk like obviously i was out doing meetings and stuff but you get college in the hallway and someone wants to speak to you or you have to knit down to reception to pick something up or get somebody in for an interview or whatever so you're actually moving around a lot more and i think people tend to feel guilty for taking those breaks but i i actively encourage people to do it and particularly even my clients like my clients don't take breaks because they're business owners and they're busy they feel like they're on the go all the time um and i know like i personally schedule my breaks into my day because if there's a gap in my diary i feel it it's just yeah just what i do i'm just like oh good i've got a gap i'll put some work in there so i schedule those breaks and that works really well and then i think you're right there's, there's the other issue about employers need to trust their team they need to be able to trust them to do the job and there's a lot of chatter at the minute about making it making the, the way that you monitor outputs based on results not time spent at the desk because I can be super effective in an hour and a half and not effective at all in eight hours. Um, so it's just swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It is, it is massively. And I think one of the areas as well is if the other area they've got to look at is, is loan working. Yes. Because um, if, if somebody is working at home, they may not have partner they may not have family they may not have children you know uh, or, or other relatives who are living with them and, and and during the first stages of covid and during the lockdowns there were um some families that if they had elderly parents or or um siblings or whoever they would all live together so that they could all be in their own covid bubble um so they may not have those they may live on their own and again, loan working is something which we uh, do a lot of work with with our clients. And I think one of the things that can be done is that the employers need to be contacting their employees every, if it was in real world, every hour, technically. But if you've got 50 employers, by the, in 50 employees, by the time you contact them every hour, 50 minutes potentially is used up. And that, and then the employer's got 10 minutes to be effective before they've got to start ringing all the way around again. And that's not with, oh, actually, boss, I've got a problem with this. Or actually, I need to speak to you about this. So there are ways of doing it. And I think that there are other tools such as um, uh, WhatsApp and Signal and text message and emails. Um, we joked before we came on about MSN back in the old day. All those from back in the day, oh, MSN. You know. <laughs> um, but there are ways that you can do it. So you can have, you know, WhatsApp and stuff. You can have group group chats and stuff like that. And there are still people that don't use those, which is fair enough. But I think yeah. majority of people, the, the, the amount of people who have now signed up and gone on to those, again, in the last, well, it's not 12, it's 13 months because we're on the 1st of April now. Um, last 13 months, it's gone up hugely yeah you know. i actually um no, talking about tech i actually read an article the other day that was talking about a wristband that um employees can employers can give to their employees mm. and they wear this little wristband and they can just they it's got like a little um i don't know i don't know the specifics but in my head it's got a little smiley face and a little sad face and they just yeah. tap it and it sends a message to their employer to just mm. say this is how i'm feeling like, i'm all right or yeah. i'm not all right and then that can prompt the employer where you've got 50 employees to check in on 
you can yeah. go, all right, 49 are fine. One sent me a sad face, I'll give them a call or we'll jump on a Zoom and see yeah. if there's anything we can do. So there's And that so is a good... Yeah, yeah, I think I read the same. Yeah, like, well. Just mental health and yeah, and I and I read the same article as well. And I think that yes, that that is a good way of doing it. And and that is what we would call in the safety world. That is like that is a lone working device. That is a device which is used to monitor and ensure employers employees sorry are 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 safe and well. Yeah. Now on on the flip side of that, um, there could be a lot of people expect you know against that saying oh actually are you monitoring us you monitor us well as the employer we we do have a duty of care and we have a level of responsibility but yes we are because if you are sitting at home with your feet up on the sofa the beer in your hands pulling a string that's moving your mouse you're not doing anything and i'm you know as the employer um if that was me i'd be saying well i'm paying you and, and you're, there's no productivity um you're doing nothing so there is, you know, it's, it's swings and roundabouts. Yeah, and I think this is where employers need to be really clear with their expectations of their staff to say, we expect you to deliver this many reports or this much mm. work in this many hours. So there's a really clear boundary, I suppose, mm. between work and breaks and mm. home life, because it's even harder, isn't it, to shut your laptop and then switch off from work? Yeah. I know from previous roles, I used to have like an, an hour's commute home. So that was my mm. decompression time yeah. before I got home. And my husband's the same. He leaves work, he has his decompression in the car on the drive home, and then he comes home, that's, we're at home now, and work is left at work. But you can't do that when you're sat in on your dining room table or sat on the sofa. Absolutely. And it is difficult. It is difficult to separate. If you are working at home, you're work from home life uh, there are some things that i've <clears throat> personally done in the past that have been able to do that um one of those things is if you are working at home um i me personally i've got up got ready for work i've put my put a work top on and with the company logo on and even if i'm wearing pajamas or tracksuit bottoms or uh, shorts like i am today funny enough uh, wearing shorts it's been good weather then but you're in that mindset that you're at work i get to the end of the day work's finished um or the majority of work's finished because always working but never actually <laughs> physically doing anything um you then change into um a, a non-work top and have you know 10 minutes if it's good weather sitting outside or just doing nothing work related um chatting to the kids sitting at dinner table with the children you know getting yourself out of that because as you said if you're at a workplace which i am back at workplace now and i can do that my time i've got half an hour commute back from our office to home um you you do have that decompression time um, but if you're not because you are stuck at home all the time then you do need to have some separation otherwise you'll just be literally thinking about work all the time and your brain will not stop and, and that's not good for people's mental health and well-being at all. No, and, and this, this is why I, I encourage people all the time to take their breaks because you just, I, I mean, I had a week off last week and that did wonders for my brain. I mean, I was, my, my, like you say, you're working all the time. My brain was coming up with these really brilliant ideas that I just wouldn't have had if I hadn't created that space. So I think that's something that's definitely really important. 
Um, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, um, employees should be encouraged by employers to to take time off as well. There's too many people I know people who um a, a guy i know recently he 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 was in a relationship he's not anymore he hasn't got any kids but he didn't take any of his annual leave because he to get over past a part of his relationship he was working so he then got to the end of his time and they said listen you've got like five weeks to take you need to take that and that you know that's great if you think oh yeah that's great i've got loads of time too but actually you should be taking it off throughout the 12 month period because otherwise you're not resting yourself and you're just in work mode all the time all the time all the time always thinking about work it's not it's not good it's not good for mental health you don't people might see it as a weakness because they might think oh i'm off the boil i'm not i'm not focusing on work but actually as you said by not being at work and i found from being a couple of days off this week um you think about you do other stuff and then think about oh, i've got this new idea or i've listened to this podcast or, i've watched this program read this article oh i could do that within my workplace and you come back refreshed ready to do something else where if you're working all the time it's just not no, it, it doesn't make you a hero does it it doesn't act, it doesn't help anybody and there's, there's a reason that the that your annual leave is built into law there's a reason why mm. by law you have those annual leave days that your employers have mm -hmm. to give you that time. Yeah, that's right. And like you say, I mean, I I generally get to about three months and I feel like I need a holiday. I need some time off. Yeah. So I try and space mine out through the year. Mm. And I even found like, you know, last week we're in lockdown, couldn't do anything. It was no. my birthday and it was a big birthday and there was nothing that we could do apart from go for a bloody walk and I'm sick of it. <laughs> so do you know what? I thought, right, I'm taking the time off anyway. And we yeah. did nothing. And I mean like nothing. Some days we didn't even get dressed. We just lounged about, watched Netflix. We did, you know, had to do the horses and you know, take dogs for a walk and stuff, but in between, nothing. And for the first couple of days, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. This is exactly what I need. Mm. But by the end of the week, I was itching to open my laptop and start work again. And that's yeah. exactly what the rest does for you. And even mm. if it's on a smaller scale, like even if it's just a 20-minute break, yeah. that gives you that time to just recharge and go, oh, right, I, wanna, I, want to, I want to do it now and I've got all this energy. It makes such and, a difference. And from a, from a health and safety point of view, looking at a screen, you... A one, the one per one or a person should um, take break regular breaks after about an hour of working on screens, um, and that's all. You know, there's 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 ways to employees to show the employees that by doing DSE display screen equipment, um, uh, risk assessments and assessments. And by training as well, but yeah, every hour um, people should be getting up and moving around. And uh, I don't know about you, I, I have an Apple Watch, and every hour it says, "Oh, you need to stand up now." And so it prompts me to get up. Um, and, and even I was listening to an I was listening to um, somebody talking about um, these sort of devices. You know, Fitbit device. You can pick them up for twenty quid. Not even that. They're really cheap. They don't they don't need to be all singing, dancing, telling your heartbeat, how many steps you've done, how many calories you've lost, etc. You can all of them have something built into them now 
that will say to you, you need to stand up. And and we all sit in the positions like we both are now, where you're sitting at a desk um, and you may have everything at the right levels, everything's at the right height, you've got the keyboard, everything, but you still need to get up and move around because that then causes issues with your legs, which can form to blood clots and all sorts of medical issues. I'm not a medical professional, but all sorts of medical issues can happen. Um, so, so with that, people should be getting up and moving around and, and oh. it's all about moving around and make sure everything is is good and moving properly yeah completely so i am um, i stumbled across a couple of stats the other day in one of the um one of the magazines that i was reading and it's a, it's stats from the national accident helpline who say that now this isn't a big stat but i think this is larger than it should be but 25 percent of people have been injured by working from a sofa mm. what the hell and that mm. um 48% of people have suffered an injury at their temporary workstations. Mm -hmm. So with that kind of information in mind, what can employers do to make sure that they then don't get a personal injury claim coming at them for that sort of thing? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, um, and that's an interesting stat. Uh, I would say that employers need to either themselves um, undertake uh, working at work, working at home assessments or working from home inspe uh, inspections or assessments, um, where they look at all different areas, uh, which includes desk setup, screen, electrical, fire safety stuff, stress and well-being, um, and look at how their employees are sitting at home. Employer, if necessary, provide them additional equipment, whether that's desks or seats or stands or monitors or you know even with laptops. Too many people I see have a laptop that's flat on the desk. A laptop should be at least raised up if it's going to be used as a secondary screen. Uh, mine is raised up at the moment, the one I'm looking at at the moment, and it should be uh, screens and stuff should be at eye level as well because if you're sitting in your chair and you're leaning forward, it's going to cause massive problems with your back. Um, Desks should be provided in some way or a workspace should be provided where you can get your legs underneath as well. So there's no point in having a chest of drawers because if you've got a chest of drawers, there's drawers in the way. So you're just going to be up and it, you, again, you're going to be leaning over to try and get. Working at a table, well, you could do, but that's only for small, should be only for short periods of time. Um, if possible, there should be a, a risk assessment, working from home risk assessment done, looking at all these different areas and then from those from there any actions should be completed and undertaken equipment provided really um, and, and if i'm you know if, if they're not having employers are not having to provide this stuff for employees in a workplace because the workplace is closed then they should be provided at home yes so effectively uh, they need to be use. mirroring what they would offer um absolutely yeah absolutely you'd have to do it in a workplace in an office because you can have loads of people sitting up against chester jaws or or areas that they can't get their legs underneath it would all be set for a workplace so why can't that be uh, mirrored at home and that, you know there's all sorts of different stuff we can talk around that where employees get grants and you know uh, reductions on costs that they have to pay out so while you're having to use those you haven't have sorry you haven't got to spend those and you're getting the money back those need to be put back into the employees because 
let's say, for example, £250 for a desk and a monitor and a, and a decent chair is £250 where you could get a litigation or a personal injury claim for 10 times that. And it's, it's yeah, it, it just makes sense. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially in a time where people are feeling fed up, like it's like lockdown number three, we're all sick of it, we're all sick of talking about COVID and lockdown and everything else. Mm. You need your people to be happy and comfortable and safe while they're working. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to have that anyway. Safe, but... safe staff makes, you know, happy staff. Or what's the saying? Safe staff, happy people, or good morale, good, good work ethic. Productivity, yeah, it all it all it all kind of folds into one, doesn't it? And I think it doesn't have to be super costly. Like you say, you could even you don't have to get the smiley face wristbands, but you can yeah. get you know like your little just treat get everybody a Fitbit for twenty quid mm. or a Fitbit knockoff for twenty quid. Whatever, um, yeah. Yeah, just just something that reminds people to take a break. Something that reminds people to move around and be aware of what they're doing. Yeah, and I suppose. From a management perspective, it's not freaking out if people aren't at their desk for eight hours of the day because they wouldn't no. be in the office. That's you know, right. they get up and go to the printer or they get up and get a coffee or they, you know, they go down to the loos or they go and have a chat with yeah. one of their colleagues. And yeah. you need to make space for that in the workday because... That's right. Yeah, it, it just... Yeah. It's hard, I think, as well for managers because... Lots of people have said, oh, well, we'll, we'll get everybody to take a break and we'll do a, a mm. coffee coffee break on Zoom. And I think that's great, mm-hmm. but they're not getting that break from their screen. And they're no. not getting up and they're not moving. And that's really important that they do that. Exactly. I've seen yeah. some companies actually doing like competitions um, where they have given out like a Fitbit type of watch. Um and they're doing like the step count challenges where they're trying to get teams to compete against each other to get their steps up while like yeah. on their working day. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. And there are things that we put into place to, to inspire and to motivate staff. Um, and I think that, yeah, there are, there are things that can be done and it's not, it's not difficult. Just need to be a bit creative on what they do. So. Yeah. A bit of creativity doesn't hurt. And I think a little bit of, consideration that not everybody's mm. in the same boat as well that's right because especially where you've got um you know you've got a lot of parents like we said before mm. parents having to try and balance work and homeschooling and everything else all in the same kind of couple of hours and it it, mm. it just isn't feasible for you to expect the same level of performance out of those people when they're trying to homeschool their kids there are lots of different ways um that uh, things can be done at home to mirror the workplace. Um, uh, and I would say initially an employer, and, and all right, yeah, we're 13 months down the line, but things are changing all the time. Some people, I've got a friend of mine who um, left his office uh, on the, somewhere around the sort of 15th, 16th of February, 2020. And we're now on the 1st of April, 2021. And he hasn't been back. And I think from speaking to him, they're actually he probably won't go back whilst in this job because he has been, they have had a working from home risk assessment or assessment done. He has been supplied with all his equipment that he needs. And um, the employer said, well, actually you don't need to come into the workplace anymore. Um, 
yes, they do lots of Zoom meetings and they do lots of Teams meetings and all that. Uh, and there's lots of communication. But I said, how do you feel? He said, well, you know, I, I, exactly what I said before, one of the tips I said, he gets ready for work. He may, he works with investment banking or something. Um, he, he puts a shirt and tie on or a shirt. He sits at his desk. He might be wearing a pair of shorts underneath, but he's in that mind frame that he's at work. He shuts the door. Uh, his wife um, work, uh, works from home as well. She, she's at home with the kids when the kids were away from schools. And you get into that mindset, but you still need to try and make sure that you're taking breaks. And, it, and if your mindset is in the right place, then your productivity goes up. So it's when employers don't do that and you're working from a laptop on your on the corner of your bed that's resting on your knees and you're bending over it, you're hunched over it for eight hours a day and you, you're not doing anything and then you wonder why you've got back pain. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the key thing then really for people who have got employers working from home is to do workplace risk assessment so that you've got proper equipment they can create a nice workspace that's properly suited for the use. So they've got mm-hmm. screens at the right height. They can get their feet under their desk. They've got somewhere good to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then put in me- me- putting mechanisms in place so mm-hmm. that they can communicate regularly. You can check in on people without micromanaging people. Absolutely. And encouraging people to take their breaks and move around. And the, the working from home risk assessments will need to be done by the employer if they're competent to do that or they're happy to do that or um, uh, a competent person, a health and safety company like like SST. Um, And when they're done, if possible, and it's COVID secure, um, then the person doing it really needs to visit the the person it's been done to. It it can't really be done. You don't get a clear picture or a snapshot of exactly what's going on on doing it from zoom because they're just going to hold their camera around or their phone we've say we've got a guy who uh team who works in london lives in london he went and saw clients of ours he actually made appointments and visited their homes and took photographs and did a full report to go back to the employer um, with actions in which were actioned and, and equipment was provided um, you have to do it like that. There's no other way of doing it. You can't do it virtually. It needs somebody to physically attend the address and see what's going on so that you can give a good a good picture of what it is. Yeah, completely. Oh, wow. I feel like we really put the world to rights on that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I hope people still think, yeah, home risk assessments. But, yeah, just get them done they're, they're, and we're not and as I said just now we're 14 months into people working from home and I don't well as much as they are they have been I don't think that um, it, it's going to change um, anytime soon it might be slowly filtered back into workplaces if workplaces are still there it might not be it might remain the norm now that people work from home so it's not too late to do it but just if you haven't done it get it done yeah, and if you have done it, based on the fact that on the 1st of March 2020, we thought it was just going to be a three-month thing, if you've mm. not reviewed it since then, review it for the long term because absolutely temporary yeah. workstations shouldn't last yeah. for a year. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, and they, and it should be reviewed on an ongoing basis um, uh, continually. And, and that doesn't mean that 
somebody has to attend the employee's house every week. It can be done by, you know, when they do their catch-up meetings or they, they do the welfare checks, etc. You know, how's all your equipment doing? Well, actually, this is not working quite right. Okay, let, let's get that sorted out for you. Because, again, £250 is a heck of a lot, damn sight cheaper than 10 times, 20 times, 100 times that on a personal injury claim because the right equipment and the right assessment wasn't done. That's a really good point, actually, Jim. Like in your one-to-one catch-up conversations, you could be asking people like, have you had any headaches? How's your back feeling? Do your shoulders ache or anything like that? Because that would be an indication if they're mm. not sitting properly or if mm. they're sitting for too long or mm. something needs to change. So even just mm. thinking about asking the right sorts of questions to mm. check up on making sure they're nice and yeah. safe. And make sure that it's all recorded as well. It, so many people fall down. We in both our roles within HR and health and safety, when it's not recorded, it you know it it makes it's such a minefield afterwards. You know, it, if you're having that one-to-one conversation, make some notes and send them an email. If you're doing the home risk assessment, do the home risk assessment. Like with ours, I've got one up on the screen next to me to give me a bit of a prompt. We we talk in there about the description of the situation, what's going on, what action needs to be taken. We then risk rate it as well. So red, amber, green, and we look at the likelihood and the consequence of of how serious the current situation is and what needs to be done and then follow that up has it been done has it been action follow it up write it all down because if, if something if a, any form of claim was made you need to have all your evidence and that is where so many businesses so many employers fall down because they didn't write it down so oh my god i completely agree like i've, yeah. I've actually been in a um preparing for a tribunal proceedings and the barrister that we were working with said if it wasn't written down it didn't happen so you can't rely yeah. on that piece of evidence yeah wasn't written down didn't exist yep absolutely yeah you know, so it, yeah and even if you just make a note in a notebook or send an email to yourself mm. just so that you've got some sort of note mm. of what happened and it's time and date stamped then if you do it that way as well even now even now with with some of the um, the apps that you can use on your phone I've been listening a lot recently, or one of my one of my one of my kids said to me, "Dad, just send me a just send me a, an audio note or wherever it is, a voice note." I'm like, "What's that? Where well, you just press the button on WhatsApp on the mic and record it and send it, or do it on an email?" Oh, right, okay. You know, it doesn't. You don't need to write war and you know bloody peace. You just just got to have a note of when it was. Yeah, on on the first of April, 2021, at um, uh, 1300 hours, I spoke to such and such a person asked her, ask if everything was okay they said it was fine all the equipment set up it was fine bang job done save that that's even quicker than sitting and typing out a whole email um just get it recorded so you've got some proof i feel like there are thousands of little nuggets of wisdom in that podcast and then jim oh that's awesome jim thank you so much for um for all your advice and an input on that i think it's a really important topic for people right now um thank you just remind I, I will put some bits and pieces in the show notes but just remind all of our lovely listeners where they can find you if they need some help absolutely yes if you do need any help around all your health and safety and fire especially from today's topics of working from home um then it's sstltd sstlimited.co.uk um, we are on uh, Facebook and we are on Instagram as well. Um, 
and we are on LinkedIn. That's another one that uh, people still use. If you use LinkedIn, uh, search, search for us. And um, from a training point of view, it's marshallandtrainingservices.co.uk. Again, on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And um, yeah, just get in contact, ask any questions, and we'll do as much as we can to try and help. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, Jim. And actually, while we're on the subject of questions, if anyone's got any questions they want to send in for either me or Jim, we are super keen to do um, a listener Q&A session. So we have got some questions compiled already, ready to do an episode. So if you want our questions, sorry, if you want your questions <laughs> answering, <laughs> I've got lots of questions too. <laughs> If you want your questions answering on the podcast, then send them in to info at lilachr.co.uk and I will put the info in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you love what you're hearing, then be sure to tell us on Facebook and Instagram at lilachrltd.com.